Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. An artist that continues to break barriers and prove naysayers wrong. On my next episode of Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to American singer-songwriter Mariah. Last year, she released her groovy and in-your-face single, Business, to rave reviews and accolades after securing a new record deal with a new record company, University Park Records. She co-directed the music video and received a world premiere from BET Soul, along with ongoing rotation on the network and their social platforms. Late 2021, Mariah secured her first Billboard Top 30 R&B song with the smash single, Material Girl. The song went on to top various charts around the USA. Mariah has appeared on CBS Great Day Washington, CBS Great Day Louisiana, Fox Mornings in Chattanooga, CW's Rise Up Charlotte, JTV Morning News, NBC's Today in Nashville, and countless other morning shows. Mariah has a steadfast focus and goal to achieve great things in the music industry and to continue to climb the charts and be successful. Up next on Celebs Event, we've got Mariah. Where do we find in the world? What's happening in your life? And how are you doing? You know what? I am doing so amazingly wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, there is just so many things that is going on right now that I'm just excited for. And mm -hmm. I'm so excited to share with you. But in due time. Yes. Um, but if you follow me on my social medias, I am Mariah Official on my Instagram, my Facebook, Mariah Hester and all my other social medias. You're going to be up to date on what's going on. But it is a lot of things. A surefire tailwind. <laughs> Brilliant. So now let's rewind and let's take it back to the very beginning. So when did the Mariah Entertainment Music journey start? And let's hear your story. The journey started when I was five years old. Okay. I always <laughs> knew that I wanted to sing, mm -hmm. uh, but it was just a certain time where I just needed to find out who I was yes. um, and realize where I could go. So with every part of my life as I was growing up, I learned different parts of myself. I learned what I love to do musically. Mm -hmm. I figured out that I love to write. I love to do the method of storytelling in my music and everything is just a cultivation to where we are now. Um, I really, really started to get heavily into the music industry when I was going through nursing school. So I actually serve as a NICU nurse as well. So I take care of premature babies and chronically ill babies. When I was going through that process, my first level in uh, nursing clinicals, I said, you know what? I am going to hit this head on. Yeah. And I never looked back. It has been a journey and it has been a beautiful ride thus far. Are you still doing the nursing? Yes, I am. I do it full time. Okay. I do full time and I and I take care of my babies full time. I wow. sure do. So a, how do you balance the two? Well, honestly, there has been some sleepless nights, but mm -hmm. when you do something that you love, you really don't yeah. mind it at all. And I want to give my 110% in my music and in my nursing until the Lord says otherwise. Yes. So what I have done is uh, my boss has been so gracious to where I'm able to do self-schedule. So I really kind of plan my days and my yeah. weeks out accordingly so that I'm not so tired and exhausted and I can really give more effort into what I'm doing musically and medical wise. Winning your music hat, you're 100% there. So 
It's Mariah official. <laughs> and then when, you, <laughs> when you're in the nursing, doing the nursing, is the music completely out or not in your mind? Do you completely separate two or do they sometimes overlap, do you find? No, they definitely overlap. I actually like to incorporate a lot of musical therapy in okay. my babies. Sometimes with, with babies when they're premature, as they grow older due to medications or, or certain disease processes that they are going to, you find that they are very, very irritable. Nice. Um, so I definitely incorporate a lot of soft string instruments, um, a lot of slow kind of low tone, different types of musical mm-hmm sounds and you find that they actually sleep very very soundly i find that music is a ministry and a medicine of itself mm. and so i really do incorporate the two when i'm in my nursing heads it's interesting because music is an energy it's a vibration and we are an energy and vibration so i absolutely get that when it's that vi- when they're feeling that soothing it'll actually calm them so it's absolutely brilliant you spoke about your songwriting from zero to a three to four minute song. Tell us your journey in creating that song. Is it the same every time? Is it easy all the time? Well, you know, it's actually different. Um, sometimes I'll hear music. Um, sometimes I'll hear a string instrument at first, and then I'll be able to kind of hum that melody out. And from that melody, I'm able to kind of dissect what I want the song to be about. Mm-hmm. I kind of let it be a free flowing moment. Sometimes, you know, I'll write very quickly. Sometimes I set the pen down. I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to proceed forward? I walk away from it and I come back. Nothing is ever forced. I just let the creative processes flow. Uh, but it is definitely different from time to time. Sometimes I can hear all the words very quickly. Sometimes I can hear the whole entire music bed and I build from that. But it's it's always free flowing. It is a very freeing, freeing process. And is it always by yourself or do you ever, ever collaborate with other people? You know, I actually collaborate with, it is a beautiful soul. Her name is Sarah Gardner. Mm-hmm. She's actually the musical genius behind Maybe. She is actually about to graduate from Berkeley oh, wow. uh, this year. So she's around my age. So I'm definitely um, connecting with those that are my age. I'm connecting with those that are wiser in their years and in their form of music. I've been blessed to be able to partner with Mike Gardner, who is based out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And he has kind of helped me along the processes on tone, intonation, different things like that. Mm -hmm. that can really deliver a musical piece. And then I cannot forget my own mother. My mother is very, very strong in the musical realm, um, gospel oriented and she has been my manager she has been uh, a pillow to cry on she has been a mentor she has been (laughs) all of the things and she was my first and only vocal rigid vocal coach (laughs) there we go you know you have to you have to seek wisdom and wise counsel and sometimes they're younger than you sometimes they're older than Mm. you but it's been an amazing process well i mean age is just a number it's really it is just a number. It it's is something that's not real that so many people just attach their minds to. It's like, oh, I'm this age means this, which is all nonsense. When you collaborate with other people compared to when you're doing it yourself, which do you find easier? Which one do you prefer or do you like doing them both? I really like doing them both. Uh, I find a therapy in writing myself. Sometimes I find the answer to which I need personally in my own writing it is like Mm -hmm. a time where I'm by myself where I'm able to really pour into my music and really find what I was searching for there 
um, when I'm collaborating with a lot of individuals, I find that I let people operate in the gifts and talents that they possess. So I do not try to subdue or, you know, over talk or completely dominate um, that particular time frame because, you know, you could have a thought process, but someone else could bring forth an idea that is even greater than what you thought. And it mm-hmm. can really marry each other and produce something that is amazing. Yeah. So I really also find a love in collaborating and finding new ways of thought, maybe finding a new way to present the music, yeah. whether it is uh, the musical bed itself or the way that you sing it. Way, way back, we had vinyl, we had cassettes, we had CDs. I don't know if you know this, they're all making a comeback. In fact, in the UK last year alone, there were 5.5 million vinyls sold, the most since 1990. So we have these physical formats. I love a CD. I love holding the booklets. I love the visuals. I love the aesthetics. And it's a way for me to say thank you to you guys for all the hard work you're putting in creating this beautiful work. These days we have the digital platforms of the way people consume music. What is your perception of the digital versus the physical? I think that both of them marry each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just different ways for people to be able to ascertain your music, to be able to listen to it. And it's really amazing to see how music um, has grown from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. I myself am a lover of the vinyl records. I actually have a record player in my home, I listen to Esther Phillips. I listen to Donna Summers. I listen to um, Ray Charles. And this is what has connected me to like my, my grandmother, my grandfather. Mm. And I love how it is kind of pushed us forward in terms of the digital realm it is just so easy to find it's at the touch of your fingertips you're able to listen to it while you're on the go whereas you know if you have a record you really can't do that you can't bring that with you (laughs) so i love how they kind of marry each other right but they help you from where you're at in the moment i agree i I agree because my cds i've got this massive (laughs) cd rack it's all locked away. I'm the only one allowed to touch them. They touch very carefully. So they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm We're with going you. in there with our life. Let, yes. Yes. <laughs> Tell us uh, about what you enjoy about performing live. I love that I can see the people, mm-hmm. that I can take these people out of the stress of their life, the rigors of their life. And we can all come together. It's really a give and take. We can all come together for a set period of time and really just enjoy. I mean, like with the day, it goes so quick. There's so many things you have to do. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to meet a doctor's appointment. I have to go to work. Mm, But for that specific moment in time, we can all take a breath together and just enjoy. There's a certain amount of energy a certain amount of authenticity that comes with live performance. And I love to just be able to meet and greet people Mm -hmm. and just have a good time together. I'm the person who's always in front, cheering on, having a dance, having a a ball. What I find very frustrating where I am, and I would like your uh, perception on this, is I find that everyone's got their cell phones out, trying to get the perfect image, trying to get the perfect videos, busy posting on socials. Do you not feel that maybe takes away from that moment? Or is it just where we act at this time? You know, I believe that's where we at at this time. Yeah. I find it that I love to go back and look at memories. And I mean, 
memories are very fleeting. Sometimes in, in taking out your phone and, and looking at those videos, you're able to really reflect hmm. and really just understand like the time and the space that you were in. Okay. There's also a, a beautiful place in just being there at the present time. And it's okay if you don't have your phone. Really, everybody is different. It's, yes. it's, it's really up to the individual. But I give people the ability to make their own decisions yes. in that. Sometimes I do enjoy just living in the moment, drinking everything in, mm -hmm. looking about in my surroundings. And I necessarily don't have to have my phone out. Yeah. Other times I do like to have my phone out because I just like to look back and be like, wow, look at that amazing time. Look yeah. who I was with. Look where we were at. Yes. So I think that is just really, it's just based on the person. Honestly. Now I love this game. My recipients don't always like it. And you'll, oh, you'll understand why in a moment. I recognize and I understand that if I had to ask you this question in two minutes, five minutes, two hours, 20 days, whatever the amount of time, I know the answer will be different. I'm not necessarily saying your favorite, but if you had to go and put five songs on once we finish this interview by other artists, what would those five songs be and by whom? Ooh, <laughs> there is an individual called Mike Grizzly. And he is an amazing emotional powerhouse. Um, he has a song called Sad. It is a beautiful interpretation of where you could be at at the present time. And he is an indie artist. He's an independent. Um, I would definitely also do Layla Hathaway, When Your Life Was Low. I love her voice. I love the way that she presented that song. I love the musical instrumentation behind it. I will always say something about Michael Joseph Jackson because he is my favorite human nature. That okay. is by far my favorite song from him. Diving into the gospel arena, mm -hmm. I would definitely do a song by the Clark sisters. Let's see. Is my living in vain? Okay. Love that musical piece. So that's four. Okay. One more. One more. Yes. <laughs> one more. Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Brilliant. Amazing. The, the, the words, everything, the presentation, the way that she spoke that song, mm. it, it just lives with me on a daily basis. The amazing thing is Dolly Parton wrote that. Yes. <laughs> that, like, that is so, like, that is so amazing to me. Yes. How Dolly Parton wrote that and, yeah. and was so gracious in allowing her to be yeah. able to see that piece. It, it's just a beautiful marriage. Of oh, I think Dolly got a lot of money out of it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I had, I had to say something yeah. on the cohesiveness because you know, it is women's month. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I had to throw that on in there. <laughs> so you spoke of a number of different genres of music mm -hmm. right now. There are a multitude of genres that are out there as a listener. Is there any specific types that you like to listen to or you're just open to all? And as a singer, are you open to trying them all out or are you happy to just focus on a specific genre? I love being able to dive into music in general. Okay. You find so many different gems in different genres. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to kind of marry that into the DNA, the fabric of who I am. Yes. So I would not subjugate myself to a box, but I do love to be in the realm of acoustic. I love stringed instruments. Mm -hmm. I love very flowy music at this point in time, but I love that I have also been able to evolve. 
Um, I've definitely started in the realm of ballads, uh, powerhouse singing. Mm -hmm. And there's so many lessons that my mother has taught me to let your voice breathe and let your lyrics speak for you. Yes. So it's amazing how everything kind of just evolves and it's a continuation of evolving. Like I won't be the same person that I am now in five to 10 years. I definitely wouldn't put myself yeah. in a box. And that's how I, I listen in terms of music as well. I love to just gather gems from, from different areas. Perfect segue. I love this. So when you hear music, People are either visual, audio, or they're kinesthetic. So that's feeling. So when you hear a song, are you a person that hears the words, feels the energy, or hears the instruments? When you listen to other songs by other artists, what do you or hear, see, or feel in your world? I like to listen to the words okay. because the words is what's speaking to you. It's speaking to what's inside you. And based yes. on what you're listening to and what you're feeding yourself is how you will come away. So if you're listening to something that makes you feel depressed, that makes you feel empty, you're going to come away empty. If you're listening to something that makes you feel whole, that makes you feel um, powerful, mm -hmm. you're going to come away feeling powerful. Yes. So I really feel like words are very, very important. And it's very important to listen to those words and understand what am I feeding myself? Am I yes. feeding myself <laughs> something that is going to uplift me? Or am I feeding myself something that's going to leave me empty? So I always listen to the words first. It's interesting you say that because a lot of people, they just listen to music without hearing the words. And those words have an effect. So they yes. may be for them that type of music or song or whatever is having a negative effect on them and they don't even realize it energetically. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they're not auditory, so they don't hear the words or are not focusing on them. Right, right. So what's next for Mariah? That one, two, two, three, four, five-year plan. Honestly, wherever the Lord wants me to be yes. at is where I want to be. I'm definitely focused on timing um, and just taking a step in the passenger seat and letting him be the driver. So wherever he wants me to be at is where I plan to be and where I want to be. But all I can tell you, friend, is that the best is yet to come. The podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I definitely would say to someone who is listening out there to never settle for less because you are always created for more. So guys, as Mariah says, never settle for less. Reach the stars. This is Celebs Vines signing out.